dear passengers, and welcome aboard the Self-Growth Train, a podcast that combines personal stories, opinions, and research in order to better guide you through your self-growth journey. My name is Frances Maria Rivera Pacheco, and I'm your tour guide. First, I want to say thank you for tuning back in for season number three, the season of embracing. If you haven't had the chance yet, I will suggest going back to season number one and season number two and, you know, take a listen and take notes, maybe even reflect and definitely sharing with your friends. Last but not least, I do ask that if you have time today, please go ahead and leave me a five-star review or a one, two, three, four-sentence review, whichever one is easier. And hey, if I am not five stars for you, please do still let me know because, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast is to grow. And, you know, today's topic is kind of very exciting for me because I'm going to be honest, I am not good at embracing my weaknesses. However, I am good at talking about them. So, Before I begin, though, what exactly is a weakness? Well, according to the Oxford Language Dictionary, a weakness is a quality or feature regarded as a disadvantage or fault. And I don't know about you, my dear passenger, but I can tell you that any time that somebody asks me about what are my weaknesses or quote-unquote areas of improvement, I am ready. (laughs) I am ready with a list because trust me, I have a bunch of them. And you know, just to name a few, at least personal weaknesses of mine, uh, I am very, very stubborn. Uh, There are times where I am aware that what I'm doing is not necessarily the best thing for me, but I'm just in this mentality of it doesn't matter, I'm not going to quit. Uh, I am also very resentful. I'm not proud of saying it, but like I gotta say though, like sometimes I just find it hard to just like snap back and act like nothing just happened. Like yes, I'll get there eventually, and depending on who you are, it might last a couple of minutes or years um, but yes that's also another weakness of mine and last but not least the one that I have been struggling a lot with right now is not being able to hold back like not being able to say Francis this is not the time to be fighting this uh, but which I guess goes in turn with being stubborn actually you know what scratch that My biggest weakness is being impatient. I just, I have this clock ticking in my head constantly, every single day, 24-7. And anytime I feel like things are not going the way that they're supposed to, okay, well, I guess that in that sense, like, I'm also super controlling. You know what? Like I said, I have a big list. And if I keep mentioning something, then it's just going to keep going and going and going. So instead, I'm just going to go ahead and go into a couple of articles that I found very interesting and that I really want to try for myself because I think it's time for me to finally embrace these quote-unquote weaknesses. And the first article comes from the website, life hack and the article's name is this six amazing things will happen when you embrace your weaknesses number one you'll unlock great opportunities fully embracing your weaknesses is the only way to work on them doing so allows you to make positive changes in your life and creates opportunities for growth will you make peace with your weaknesses or will you work to only conceal them and it was in this moment that i identify highly with Elsa. (laughs) 
it's time to conceal except not really i feel like i've been trying to conceal a lot of my weaknesses even though that i am aware and that i can voice them and that i can say oh you know what i have this i honestly still can't embrace them to the point where i can use them to my advantage if anything I lean into them a lot of times just to be like, well, because I have this weakness, I guess I don't got to do any of the things that you're telling me, uh, which is not good. And quite honestly, if I'm thinking about today at work, um, I don't know if you guys remember from last week's episode, I talked about how I've been struggling at work a lot lately. Uh, I feel like maybe if I had embraced my weaknesses at work today, things would have been a lot more... Uh, smooth and they would have been a lot more productive and they would have as the article implies they would have unlocked a lot of opportunities however because I am holding on to these weaknesses and not actually embracing them uh, I am kind of hindering my own potential number two you'll uncover your fears Fears can masquerade as weaknesses, which means that finding the courage to acknowledge your shortcomings may be the first step in facing your fears. Ask yourself the following question. Am I genuinely bad at this particular thing, or am I just scared of doing it? Now see, this is where it gets to me. Because, yay me for taking that first step and acknowledging it. But then I also have to wonder, mm, am I scared? I think that... And this, this, again, this is just me discussing my own weaknesses. I am scared, yes, but not the way that people will probably think. So in my case, I'm such a perfectionist and I'm such a people pleaser that I feel like if I had my shit together, uh, people will expect me to have it together all the time. So I have this fear that I'm going to disappoint others, that I'm going to disappoint myself at the same time. And... It gets to me a lot. So it's interesting because now I'm thinking like, am I bad at following directions or am I just scared that by following directions, I'm going to become this quote unquote obedient um, servant? Like, am I bad at being patient or am I just scared of missing out? Am I bad at not holding grudges or am I just scared of getting hurt and so whenever I have a podcast episode I don't pre-plan like I literally read some articles and like yes I have a like a mini idea but like at the same time I'm like no I don't want to read too much into it because I want to go into the podcast and be as raw as possible so I'm gonna be very honest I'm having a very enlightening moment right here on air right now because I'm like oh my god girl you're scared. It's not that you are stubborn or that you are impatient or that you are resentful. I mean, which I am. I can be. It's just that I am scared of these other deeper things. And like, quite honestly, I haven't even explored any of them because I literally just came to the epiphany about this five seconds ago. Number three, you'll reduce your ego. When someone points out a weakness that you have not yet accepted, it hurts your feelings. By learning to embrace your flaws, however, you'll reduce your ego and diminish your fears. You'll be happier with yourself, which will allow you to drop the defensiveness and accept constructive criticism without feeling hurt. This one hits me right in the feels, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, again, 
I have no issues seeing my weaknesses. I have no issues. Um, well, I mean, I do have a lot of issues with my weaknesses. But what I mean is, like, I know what my weaknesses are. Like, I'm not in denial. Uh, it does hurt me a lot when somebody else points it out, especially if it's something that I'm already working on. Because honestly, and it's not to be defensive, it's just that I'm like, bro, like I'm working on it. Like, give me a second. Like, I just started working on this or hey, I've been working on this for a couple of months and I'm still trying. Um, and you know, I take things very, very personally, which is interesting because when it comes to my work, like for example, with the podcast, I want all of the constructive criticism available. Like, I love it. I am a sponge. I want it. I need it. I listen to it. And, you know, I adapt. And there are things that I won't be able to change automatically, but they're still in the back of my mind. Now, when it comes to constructive criticism about myself, that's where it gets very, very, very touchy. Uh, just because in my head, a lot of times, I just feel like, you're not accepting me for who I am or for who I have been. So there is a struggle with me a lot of times between quote-unquote growing and quote-unquote losing myself. And I guess I'm in this area of I don't even know anymore which one I am. But you know, that's the whole point of the self-growth journey is to get to know myself and figure all of these questions out and, you know, start reshaping who I am and who I'm going to become. Number four, you'll develop self-compassion. Whatever your weakness may be, why not embrace it or work on it rather than trying to hide it? You could even try taking it less seriously and laughing about it. Accepting your shortcomings will foster self-compassion and allow you to stop beating yourself up. Okay, well, now I just feel like this article has read my mind. Because every single time I keep saying comments, the next one is hitting right on the spot. And for that, I can only say that, yes, I have tried that in the past, at least personally, uh, to take the uh, laughing about it or taking it less seriously. And I'm going to tell you, I struggle with this because then it comes to the point where I use a lot of self-deprecative, I think that's how you say it. Uh, language or joking or um, comedy in order to like get by and that's not healthy so hmm I feel like this is helping me a lot I don't know about you guys but I I am learning a lot about myself as I continue to read down this beautiful article number five you'll accept the help from others When you embrace your weaknesses, you can welcome the help and input of others without getting defensive. You can take their opinions into consideration and be willing to change or accept criticism without feeling the need to react. You simply own your weaknesses and see other people as part of your growth, rather than potential threats. Wow. I think that where I am in this moment on my personal journey, uh, there are a couple of people that... I am okay asking for help. Uh, and there's a lot of them that I'm not okay asking for help. Uh, the same thing when, when they give you constructive criticism that you don't ask for. But hey, who knows, you might actually need. A matter of fact, I recently had one of my really good friends. Um, he pointed out that I don't have the best ability 
to take into consideration my audience. And mind you, he wasn't talking about the podcast. He was just talking about like with people. And the thing is like, I am a very impersonal person. Like I meet you and honestly, it will feel like we've been friends for years. If we vibe, it's not going to be a, oh, she was nice. Like usually what I get is, wow, I feel like I've known you for years. And that is what I'm used to. Like I'm used to talking to people like I am familiar with you and you are familiar with me. So when it comes to work or when it comes to different quote unquote audiences, uh, I use the same tone. I use the same language. I use the same expressions. Uh, Obviously, like if I'm around kids, for example, like I'm not going to be cussing around Um, or if I'm at work, I'm also not going to be doing that or like making inappropriate jokes or anything like that. But the gist of it is my tone matches one where you feel very comfortable and you feel very at home and so he was just giving me his advice on like you have to take into consideration who your audience is and all of this and like I know him enough to know that he was saying it in a way to help me uh but I quite honestly like I felt like I was being attacked (laughs) I was like okay so like I got very quiet and he's like why do you take it wrong when I tell you things because I care about you and like I want to see you do well in life and I was like ah I think it's because it makes me feel like you don't like me for who I am or like I take it very very personal in the sense of like my essence and so he was like obviously this is not word for word but the gist of it was no you have a very good personality people get along with you because of how familiar you are I just think that there are things that you shouldn't say to people especially if they're not really your friends or especially if you don't have that kind of familiar bond um and obviously especially if you're at work so after he said that I've been thinking about it a lot and I've been working on it but again I am not perfect so I still struggle with it but yay for me for taking the first step number six You'll build deeper and more meaningful connections with people. Embracing your weaknesses allows you to build stronger connections with others. People will appreciate the fact that you're willing to show your vulnerability. They'll also value your authenticity and admire the fact that you have the courage to be yourself. So I have to say that this point in particular, it is so, 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 so true. I have basically 26 years of experience of being vulnerable AF and I can tell you that the more vulnerable you are around people the more vulnerable people will be towards you and it does help shape relationships it does help create bonds now I will say this uh, just because you have a bond with someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will be more open to accept help from others, or at least it hasn't been for me. So like reading this uh, right now, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, oh, have I gotten better over the years to accept help from others? Yes, but it depends on the situation. I have a very, very big pride slash ego when it comes to financial stuff. I don't want anybody helping me. I don't want that. But I do wait until the very, very last minute when I have nothing in my bank account to ask for help. And I think that one of the things that I need to start embracing is, hey, like, we all need help. Like, what if you needed help and I was able to help you? Like, why can't I ask for the same type of help, especially if somebody is able to, willing to, or wanting to do it? And on that note, I want to look into another article, and this one is called Getting Stronger by Embracing Your Weaknesses, and it's from the Forbes magazine. And there was this very, very interesting quote, and I just wanted to share it with you guys. 
A risk of becoming a exuberantly strengths-focused is that our weaknesses become a kind of dark side that we hope to sweep aside and overcome. In their book, The Upside of Your Dark Side, Cashden and Biswas Diner cite intriguing evidence that negative experience can be essential to success. For example, the frustration, anger, and disappointment of failure can become powerful prods to fresh efforts at mastery. Indeed, the entire concept of resilience speaks to the idea that our growth often comes from our most adverse experience. And I don't know if you have listened to last week's episode, but Frida touched upon this a lot because she was talking about how she didn't want to necessarily thrive through pain. And that is something that she's used to. She's used to being able to thrive through pain and she didn't want to do that. But as it has been spoken by the Forbes article, there is a very important aspect of failure in how we develop resilience and in how our weaknesses do play a part in helping us grow. And that is the whole point of this podcast episode. I want you, just like I want myself, to finally look at our weaknesses in the face and say, I accept you, I embrace you, I will work with you, not against you. Because at the end of the day, as much as we would like to be unweaknessed, I feel like that is not a word. (laughs) As much as we would like to be perfect, the reality is we're not perfect. We're human. Like, we are literally supposed to make mistakes and to err. So take it easy. Can I get a shoo-shoo? Well, my dear passengers, the time has come to reflect for a couple of minutes on all that I covered on this episode. First, I want to say thank you for being here today. Self-growth is an endless journey towards self-improvement. However, you don't ever have to do it alone. As your tour guide, my goal is to guide you with the best intentions and the best research available. Today, we learned about embracing our weaknesses. We now know that although weaknesses can be perceived as negative, they could actually help us grow. In fact, when we begin to work with them instead of against them, we're more likely to develop self-compassion, sustain our relationships, and create better opportunities. Remember, resistant vulnerability will only hold back the potential you have to become the person you want to be. So tell me, dear passenger, which of your weaknesses are you trying to embrace today? Please make sure to send me your response at my email, theselfgrowthtrainedpodcast at gmail.com. I would really love to hear your stories and the types of topics you will be interested in hearing about in the future. If you like this episode and you can't wait to hear more, please subscribe or follow below and come back next Tuesday. You can also follow me on Instagram at the Podcast. All the resources used today have been added to the episode's description. Well, until the next stop, dear passenger, safe travels. Woo! <laughs>